Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy-ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry With The Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, hoping with literally every inch of my soul that nothing goes wrong on this podcast this week. I am so sorry that it was like skipping last week. And, you know, obviously that was my second time recording it. I thought I fixed that problem. I'm not sure now if it's my computer or if it's the microphone. But if you are a um, a hot engineer out there, I mean, you don't have to be hot, but I'm just saying that like, if you are a hot engineer looking for a desperate podcast girl to, you know, flirt with and fix her equipment for her, um, I meant that in a non-dirty way, but you take that how you want, please, please send help. I will make you cookies or something in return if you could just help me out. I feel like it's so frustrating because one of these things I keep hearing about is, you know, and I keep talking about is that I don't have enough storage. And I just think it's so frustrating that you spend like all this money on something and it just doesn't work. And I know I bitch about this a hundred times, but anyways, I shouldn't be bitching about the equipment of my podcast on my podcast that you all like listen to and enjoy. Overall, this podcast brings me an endless amount of happiness and I just want it to sound good for you all. So that's why I'm trying to make sure it doesn't skip like a weird CD. Like there was nothing worse than when you spent your allowance to get like the new Britney album and then like something happens where you drop it on the floor by accident because you know you're switching out of your boombox super quick and you scratch up the fucking CD and now it fucking skips and you have to save another $15.99 or whatever, like $9.99, whatever it was back then to hear it. And now all you can listen to is like the two seconds you had on your hit clip because your hit clip's still working, of course, but the CD's motherfucking scratch. Like the trauma is immaculate in the situation. Anywho, it is National Mental Health Day, World Mental Health Day today. And as someone who, you know, obviously suffers from all sorts of mental health problems, I just felt it important to talk about such a special day, you know, because I think it's been really eye-opening and interesting to hear more about, like, just kind of how we're all fucked up together. Like, obviously, some people are a little bit more fucked up than others, but I think that everyone has, like, a small, you know, little form of mental health, and, like, that makes me sad because I want everybody to be happy, and, you know, I, I, I know what it feels like, and I would never wish this, like, pain on anybody else. But, you know, it does kind of unite us in a way of, listen, we're all struggling. Like for me, I just think that the roller coaster of emotions I've been on on the last like few days, which I'll obviously get into during the dating segment. But like, I feel like my anxiety last night was just so wild. I feel like now that I remember because today's, you know, Obviously, it's not the day I cannot record this on Wednesday to have it come out on Wednesday. Unfortunately, this is not live radio. I do miss live radio a lot to get me into a little bit of trouble back in the day. But like, whatever. Um, There's not much that I change on here because as we know, I never have the time to edit this podcast because I'm always having to record it 17 times. Anyways, tangent. All of that is to say that um, 
I feel like my anxiety knew that it was getting its own holiday. And so it was like, oh, bitch, let's ramp this shit up. So Sunday night was just like physical, emotional pain, baby. We're like, we're wrapping it all together. My anxiety is like, it's my party and I'll freak out if I want to. Um, <laughs> someone has to tell me to stop stop singing on this podcast. But then again, maybe you find it charming and endearing. I have no idea. So uh, anyways, I, I think... I didn't prepare to really talk about this because I saw it, you know, uh, kind of pop up this morning and I kind of already had my, you know, my schedule together. But I just think because I talk about mental health so much, it would be, you know, really remiss to not talk about it. And I think the message really that I just want to get across is just how important it is. I think, you know, as a people pleaser myself that I've um, learned there's a term for the way I act, you know, it's really hard for me to like put myself first. And I think, you know, obviously this was a big topic of conversation as far as like the breakup goes and like all that kind of stuff and like me really choosing me and all that girl boss energy shit that we love. But, <laughs> you know, I, I think that it's so easy for us as humans to kind of dismiss what we're going through and not really want to address it and not feel like we're worthy of addressing those problems. It's like it's so obvious when you, you know, break a bone that you go to a doctor, right? But like when your soul breaks and your heart's breaking, you also have a doctor for that. And it's just as important to get that fixed and healed because one of them, by the way, you break a bone and if that like, you know, doesn't heal right like you're only kind of fucking up yourself but when you don't get your fucking shit together and you don't fix yourself mentally now you're affecting everybody else because like where do you think fuck boys come from you know what I'm saying okay I don't know how it's possible but I literally ran out of storage already (laughs) and I just went through so I paused the podcast I'm like okay fuck it like I need to like I need to be able to record on here. And I deleted every photo that I have except for a few. And it's still saying I don't have enough storage. So like Apple, I just want you to know that we're fighting forever. And I'm going to try to like continue to get through the podcast without freaking out about this. This is like, okay, so we're talking about mental health. Like, let me tell you something that is so hard for me. I am so particular and I don't know if this is an anxiety thing or what, but it's like when something goes like awry, it is so hard for me to not be distracted by that one fact, you know, like that one thing that that went wrong. It's hard. It's so hard for me not to fixate on it. And I talk to myself all the time and I'm like, bitch, listen, that was a pebble in the beautiful rock sea of your world and you need to just like let it go. But it's so hard for me. So the idea that like I spent all this time setting up the tripod to get like the camera correct and the perfect angle and all this shit and like like always send everything to my iPad so I can use it's just like it's it's like I do all this work and then when it doesn't work out it just freaks me out and we're gonna try to stay calm about it (laughs) and I just yeah I I see this all the time in like everything it's it's someone can give me like a full-blown compliment obviously and all I'm thinking about was like yeah, like tell me my dress looks cute and that's amazing. But all I'm thinking about is how like my shoes were not white like I wanted them to be like they're dirty and I should have cleaned my shoes before this date. And this is um real life. Uh, so anyways, back to World Mental Health Day. I just wanted to, you know, say that I, I think it's it's wonderful that, you know, it's being recognized more and more. And as we grow up and I think that you are so incredibly important and smart 
and worthy of, of everything and worthy of the love of someone else and worthy of the love of yourself, most importantly. And it's really hard to love yourself when that voice in your head is telling you not to. So take the time talk to somebody who's going to make you, you know, get the tools to help you get that voice to, you know, shut the fuck up every once in a while. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So also it's national um, coming out day today. So uh, to all of the amazing members of the LGBTQ plus um, family, just want to say happy coming national coming out day to you. And um, I'm proud of you and you're beautiful and you're worthy and I see you and I love you. And I'm a very, very proud ally over here. I'm going on a vacation this week. I have not been on a vacation in a so long because if it's not a wedding or a bachelorette party, like I'm probably not taking time off. I can honestly cannot I I can't think of the last time that I went on like a vacation and took time off for something other than one of those two things. And that is not a complaint. That's just me stating a fact. I will never be upset about taking time off to go celebrate a beautiful human being who has found the love of their life because I love love and I love my friends and I love forcing brides to take shots out of penis bongs. Like I I live for all those moments. So I am absolutely not complaining, but I was just feeling so overwhelmed and burnt out, not only like from my life in general, although I do, I feel like I'm in a good place, but I do feel like there's just been so much going on and I haven't slowed down. And then work's just been a little stressful, like whose isn't, you know, but I just felt so overwhelmed and I hadn't been to LA for a while and I miss my friends. I miss Eloy and George, friends of the podcast. I miss Jasmine. And so I'm heading down. I'm going to leave on Wednesday, coming back Sunday, still have Monday off as a recovery day and I have a doctor's appointment. Shocker. So, um, I'm super excited to be going down there. Oh, before, I guess I should give you guys a health update. Have I heard from the doctors? No. Have I called them? Yes. Did they make me get a what they called an emergency ultrasound or urgent, whatever, same shit, urgent ultrasound two weeks ago? Yes. Or yeah. Was that two weeks ago? Like a week ago? I don't know. It was Thursday the in September. We're already in October. It's October 11th today. It's been a long time. No one will tell me what's wrong. I literally like I got so excited today I because I finally kind of got hungry this weekend when I was at Julie's um, house. We'll get back into that. Uh, she made me chicken nuggets and I could eat them and I got so excited. So today for lunch, I ordered chicken strips. So I was like, finally, something that like tastes good and doesn't hurt. Well, I got too excited and I ordered mini corn dogs also. And I just like wanted to vomit everywhere. I couldn't even get through my chicken strips. I ate the mini corn dogs in like two seconds. My body is just like so fucked up. Am I still living my life though? Absolutely. Is that what I'm supposed to be doing? I have no idea. I don't want to hear judgments. Leave me alone. Okay. I don't want to hear it. If you are judging me for not staying in bed and with my my heating pack on my stomach. I get it. I am doing those things, but I can't. That can't be my whole life. If I would rather sit in some agonizing pain and like do fun stuff, you know, anyways, this is not the poster for what you should be doing with your life. I feel like half the time I'm giving you good advice and half the time I'm not. And it's up to you to decide what's good and bad. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so this weekend. So I, I'm super excited. We're going to go to Disneyland. I haven't been to Disneyland in a long time. But, you know, my friends Julie and Ryan, they got me these 
pumpkin mini ears for my birthday in 2019 and I haven't been able to wear them. So they're finally getting their fucking moment. I have a whole outfit plan with them. I just had an epiphany on what my outfit's going to be for day two. I think it's going to be so cute. And I have a backup outfit. Basically right now I have three options. One is a no brainer. Two was like, oh, that was cute that I just thought of. And three is like, that would be badass, but can I pull it off? You know? Um, So obviously you can follow along with my journey down to L.A. on my Instagram at Ashley Sleek or on my TikTok at Ashley Sleek. Also, Ashley with two E's, of course, standards. Uh, But I'm just really, really excited. Then Saturday, we're going to go do some brunch and some day drinking, probably tonight drinking. And I'm just excited to be like out with my friends and um, you know, just having a good time and getting to take a road trip. I love driving. I don't think I'm good at it, but I do love it. And I just I love the idea of being in the car and like seeing whatever you want. Like if you don't think I'm going to be reciting and perfecting my performance of Billie Eilish, uh, <laughs> you're out of your mind. It's going to be like a Whitney, Billy, Britney, just extravaganza in my car. And I can't wait. Maybe I'll hit up a few podcasts if I you know, feel like I need to. I'm always down to listen to some more of my favorite murder. Uh, if you have podcast recommendations, please let me know. But I genuinely think I could spend five hours just singing to myself. And I don't mean that in a narcissistic way, but we know I'm an 80 percent. But I just it's a lot. It's a lot. I, I'm just really excited. And I had the amazing pleasure of living with Eloy and George for you know, a few years. And it was some of my favorite memories. And I feel like there's a little piece of my soul that's missing because they're down in L.A. And I just can't wait to get to see them and hang out. And, you know, um, I'll be with George. So who knows? Maybe I'll find Ohio again and we'll all have a fun experience. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. So anyways, since I'm making my triumphant return back to Disneyland, so we're doing Disneyland on Thursday and California Adventure on Friday. So you already know I'm so excited because I actually have not seen the Ghirardelli. If you don't know, in my professional world, I work for Ghirardelli and there's a store there and we make a magical sundae. So it's the it's like a half a sundae with these cute little waffle Mickey ears. And I have been dying to try one. I stare at the menu like all day, every day. And I work a lot with Disney. So I see these and I just am dying to get one. So you already know I'm making my first stop there on Thursday. But I asked as the question of the week this week, what should I be doing? Like, what is everyone's favorite, you know, activity thing to do, food to eat? Um, I have to start with like my favorite response I got to this. Um, Pro tip, bring a hydro flask and fill it with alcohol. I promise you won't get caught. This is my girl and I love her and I see you. I see you. I don't remember. Does Disneyland even serve alcohol now? I don't. I thought maybe Star Wars like had something, but you know, I cannot wait for my California Adventure margarita. I love the margaritas at California Adventure. Like they're probably not even good, but something about spending my, you know, like half my paycheck on a blended margarita when we all know that on the rocks is like where the shit's at, but I need it blended for some reason in California Adventure. There is something elite about that situation and I live for it. Also, one of my favorite pumpkin drinks of the season. And I'm so pissed. I ha- I had such a good plan to be trying pumpkin drinks all season. I made one TikTok about it and I had every intention to. But like when I say I struggle to consume alcohol, I mean, if I'm going to consume alcohol, I better just black out because my stomach's going to hurt so bad. So uh, sometimes I will make that sacrifice with the margaritas. I will make it. But um, with trying all these, I won't. 
all that is all I'm trying to say with that is that the Ace Pumpkin Cider to me is just like a thousand out of ten. It is so good. And they serve it at California Venture usually during this time. So hopefully that hasn't changed. But um, if they still do, I'm definitely going to get one of those. But I love the idea of sneaking it in. I'm so afraid of like Disney police, though. Like, I really don't want to go to Disney jail. But who knows? OK, so um, churros. Yes, there's so many different flavors. I'm excited to maybe get the pumpkin spice one. I think I tried that a few years ago. And I just feel like I see also for my work, I follow so many Disney influencers and Disney like food blog people that all I see is food all day with Disney. And I know that I just told you that I literally couldn't even keep down a chicken nugget. I will throw up anywhere in order to eat the food at Disneyland. <laughs> sacrifices will be made. Okay. Um, cozy cone, but get the mac and cheese cone and the chili cone and mix them together. Damn. That's elite shit. I, I cannot eat chili, but I love that. I love that tip. Um, I love the French dip in the New Orleans area. (gasps) French dip. I feel like I only eat food that I can walk around with. I don't think I've ever like sat down and ate food there, but a French dip sounds good. I was also talking about rides and this was for my sister sorry exposing she said california screamings are jam and i know i shouldn't be telling this story but i'm telling it anyways i'm gonna tell the the low-key version so uh, my sister and i were in a wedding together and we went to california adventure and disneyland maybe we did go to go to both for the bachelorette party and you know at the time i was just graduated from from college. So this is baby's first wedding. So this is like this is what kicked off the era of me being in a wedding every single year. So that was 2014. And I lit- I'm not joking when I tell you I have been in one every year since 2014. And some people are like, why would you do that? And I'm like, excuse me, biggest flex alert. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, what was that? 80 percent narcissist. Anyways. So, OK, so my sister and I go to this bachelorette party and drama ensues. I'm not going to get into like what the drama was because fine, that's not my story to tell. It's juicy and maybe someday, but I will not. And my sister, all all my sister and I keep thinking about is how much money we paid to be at California Adventure for us all to be like sitting together and like, you know, dealing with this drama. So <laughs> we just turn to each other and we're like, California screaming at the time. Now it's the Incredicoaster or whatever. And we must have ridden that ride at, at least five times. Like we just kept getting off and getting back in the line. So while everybody else was like freaking out and crying, and trust me, nobody feels more upset about this for the bride than me. You know, I'm a bride's girl. And this was, you know, a, a very close family member of mine. And all I wanted was for her to have a good time. I think she ended up having a good time in the end. But like it motherfucking pissed me off that like, you know, any of the shit went down. But at some point, my sister and I were just like, fuck it. <laughs> we're doing our thing. So we rode. Li- we literally rode screaming a hundred times. Um, Everything. Great answer. Uh, The Cosmic Cream Orb. At Terry and Treats in Avenger Campus is a game changer. Okay, I 
I, I'm so excited to see the Avengers campus. I saw Star Wars for like a minute because um, I when I went to go see the Jonas Brothers with Jasmine a few years ago, we went to Disneyland for like a couple hours and I got to stop by and, and see it. And I was freaking out at the big old Millennium Falcon and <laughs> I absolutely loved it. But uh, I haven't seen Avengers campus and I'm super excited, especially because I just spent like a few months ago, I was trying to binge all the Marvel movies. So I feel like I'm in it to win it. I did stop because I got a little bit overwhelmed and couldn't watch any more of them. Not because they're like not good, because obviously they're amazing. But I just it was just a little too much. So, um, yeah, it was really fun. I'm I'm super, super excited to go and uh, take all the photos. And like, of course, I also end up on Disney TikTok. So like I can't not make a few Disney TikToks like they're coming. Just accept it. Just accept it. OK, I have a tiny, tiny bit of hot gossip today, and I'm going to start with praising my girl, Kim K. And if you know me, you know, I stand by the Kardashians. I know people hate them. And I've said this on the podcast before, and I'm just going to say it again. What I do not like is their cultural appropriation. That's bullshit. Like that. That is the problem to me. If you don't like them for that reason, I'm on your level. If you hate them because you think they're stupid or untalented or unsuccessful, you're out of your fucking mind. You're out of your fucking mind. These this family is genius, genius. And they're funny. And there's a reason people watch them. And I I wrote a whole paper on this in college, so I will not be fucked with. I have no problem with the Kardashians. So Kim Kardashian was on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. And of course, people were up in fucking arms about it because they're like, what is Kim Kardashian doing on SNL? It's like, bitch, she's famous as fuck. OK, I didn't see the whole episode, but I've seen clips via t- TikTok. Obviously, this bitch slayed. She was so funny. I mean, obviously, her opening monologue was like written for her or whatever, but it was so ruthless, so funny. If you haven't watched it, you should. And even in some of the skits, she was just like hilarious. And I feel like Kim is the kind of person who can just like laugh at herself. Is she a bitch? Yes. Like when she told Courtney she wasn't very interesting to look at, that was fucked up. But also that's sisters. That's sister. So I can't I can't hate her forever for that because like that's some that's sister shit. Uh, so anyways, I I thought that she really did a great job from the clips that I could see. And I think that it's super awesome that they had her on. I loved that Pete Davidson um, played Machine Gun Kelly in a skit, knowing that they're best friends. I just thought it was amazing. And I couldn't help but not give my girl a shout out because she killed it. And I think we should just accept her now. I know that like a part of her being famous is that people like love to hate her, but let's just love to love her, you know, like it's too good. Okay. Also, there's a rumor that Chris Evans and Selena Gomez are dating. Can you say mom and dad? I love this. I get it. I think that their age difference is probably really big, but whatever. I... I just the idea of the two of them, it's it's these couples that I never think will be like I would have if you would have asked me, you know, like five years ago and be like, who do you think Selena Gomez is going to be dating, you know, in 2021? I mean, Justin Bieber probably would have been an option, but I would have hated it. And, you know, I don't know. I probably would have gone with like like Niall Horn or, you know, someone of that era, like some like Sean Mendez or something like that. Right. Chris motherfucking Evans, Daddy America, 
Yes, bitch. I live for this for her. Selena Gomez is the kind of gal who has fucking been through it and is putting the work in her. And the reason that I ship this is because Chris Evans just seems like a genuinely nice guy. And like, I don't want to, you know, so does every guy. So I don't want to like fall for that shit. But I'm just saying that he seems like he's got his shit together and, you know, he is happy and I feel like he appreciates women. And I just I feel this vibe. I don't know. it. Listen, they're just rumors right now. But if if this happens to come to fruition, I'm not going to hate on it. I'm not. However, what I am going to hate on is Miss Jamie Lynn Spears thinking that anybody gives a fuck about what she has to say. Okay, and I know there's an episode way back where I low key defend her, but I didn't know the facts yet. And that's all I was saying. I didn't know the facts yet. So she announced that she's writing a book. She said, I can't believe I finally finished writing my book. Things I should have said has been in the works for quite a long time now. Things I should have said, huh? Okay, okay. She said, hopefully this book helps anyone out there who forgot their worth, lost their voice, or is trying to break an unhealthy cycle in their life. If for some reason you live under a rock, let me just educate you on why this is such bullshit, okay? Britney Spears has been under this conservatorship from her family for like, what is it, 13 years or something now? And basically they like control her whole fucking life. And and every it for a while everyone's like what's Jamie Lynn's role in this Jamie Lynn the the sister you know and for a minute like she got rights over the conservative ship and all this shit but like now that Britney's talking she's talking and she when she said that it bothered her that Jamie Lynn performed her songs then that was it for me if she if Britney says no we don't like her then we don't fucking like her and the fact that it's just an interesting timing for this book to come out that's literally called Things I Should Have Said. So you're going to tell me that you're not capitalizing on the free Britney movement. You're you're honestly going to tell me that. Like, you're really going to sit here and act like, oh, and I get it. Books take a long time to write. So of course, this could be coming out for a while. And I get it. She's been living in the shadow of her sister her whole fucking life. So like, she's using her to get fame. But like, there's other ways Khloe Kardashian has fame all on her own just because Kim made a sex tape. Like, there's other ways. There's other ways to, like, go about doing your thing. And you don't see fucking Khloe trying to shove Kim in some weird-ass conservatorship that Kanye probably wanted and, like, never letting her out of the cage. Like, I'm just saying that I feel like Jamie Lynn is taking such advantage of her sister. And I just feel like, listen, like, obviously, you know, I love to, like, give my sister a hard time. But if, if I was watching that shit happen to my sister, I would fight everybody to the death. And then it's like if if like if for some weird reason my dad was her stage manager and like controlling her life, I'd be fighting for her and taking her side, not releasing a book in her moment, like not like right when she's coming back out. She's like, oh, you know what? It'd be fun. Let me. No. Jamie Lynn Spears. I just don't get it. We cancel so many people in this world. Can we please cancel this bitch and make sure that her book sucks ass? That's all I'm asking. I feel like it's a small ask to make sure that this bitch doesn't end up as a New York Times bestseller. If that happens, I will vomit. I am not interested. Listen, if you have talked to me over the past year, then you know there's only one thing that has been saving my 2021, and that is my Keith Justo Bread Club subscription. You guys, this is the best thing that's ever happened. I know that's dramatic, but hear me out. You get monthly 
two baguettes, one sourdough loaf, and then like a monthly loaf, which is different. And it's always something super fun. And my family and I fight over this shit all the time. And it drives me crazy because I'm like, listen, only one of us is playing for the dough here. I'm bringing in the dough. I'm ordering the dough. Don't touch my bread club. It's come in handy so many times because I'm the kind of girl who's never going to show up to a party empty handed. And I always bring a bottle of wine. But now I'm like upgraded because I'll just slice up my baguette, bring some salami and cheese and bam. It's like, hi, I brought wine and classy charcuterie and the literal best sourdough bread you're ever going to have in your life. You're welcome. You will not be disappointed in this bride club. Sign up now. You can get 50% off your first box using promo code SLEEK because you know your girl's going to hook you up, S-L-E-E-K. And you can sign up at kgbreadclub.com or you can follow the link in my bio at Ashley Sleek. Okay, everyone. It is after our wonderful commercial break, which means it's time for the dating segment of the show. It's strategically placed back here so that my lovely family may now turn off the podcast and not hear about, you know, everything that I'm doing when they're not looking. Um, So I'm sure a lot of you have been dying to know how baby's first date went. Let me tell you guys, I had so much fun like getting excited about this date. I I listened to the last episode of the podcast back because I always do because like, hello, I need the listens and the downloads. Um, and and also just, you know, check in. Anyways, you don't need you don't care why I'm listening. That's not why you're here. Uh, I just I loved how excited I sounded, too. Uh, I love the process of like picking an outfit and making sure my hair looked good and like being so nervous, like that whole day at work, that was like the longest day of work for me. It was also so busy and I was like slam, slam, slammed. And then once I was leaving at four and once it hit like 2.30, it was like the world slowed down. And all I could think about was like how I wanted to get in the car and how I was really hoping to be there first. This was my biggest fear about online dating. Actually, I had this fear literally anytime dating, but being the first person to walk in and having to figure out like, who you're meeting, I will go meet my best friend Kim for brunch and I still get anxiety literally walking into the restaurant. I know what she looks like. I know exactly what she looks like, but I still am so nervous walking into the, I I get nervous walking to my friend's houses. Like I'm just, I'm just an anxious little bitch. Okay. So like the fact that I'm going to see someone that I I've never met before, like not sure what they're going to look like and have to pick them out of the crowd and do that awkward, like, hi thing. Um, that was freaking me out, but luckily he got stuck in traffic. Um, so obviously all the wonderful men on my podcast have nicknames. So, um, we're going to call this guy, Mr. Gorgeous only cause that's what Kim and I have been calling him because he called me gorgeous in text message and I tried to run away then. Um, so Mr. Gorgeous was stuck in traffic. So I got to be there first and that was amazing. My anxiety was like a lot lower. Um, and so we went to the super cute bar in downtown San Rafael and I loved it. The bar, I feel like the bartender knew what was up because like I walked in and I was like kind of nervous and there wasn't a lot of seats. So I didn't know where to sit. And then I sat outside and he came in and he was like, do you want to like, we have two chairs at the bar. Like, let me set this up for you. He's like, let me get you a drink. I feel like he could feel that I was a little bit nervous and, um, I had a beer and I just waited for him to get there and then he got there and thank God he was so cute because you never know. Um, with online dating or, you know, when you've never met someone in person, but he was super cute and we had drinks at the bar and I 
had since I was the first one there, I had like put my card down. So when he got a drink, it was on my tab. And, you know, at some point I just like made a joke about it that I was like, am I really going to pay for drinks? And he's like, I'm not going to let you pay for drinks. And I was like, well, obviously, because you own a home and I live with my parents. Like, I'm not fucking paying for anything. Uh, I think he enjoyed that joke. I don't know. I guess he thought he was. I, I love to think that he thought I was charming. That's just really the way I'm putting it. But it was so interesting because I was like, really, really nervous in like this weird way. And then I was nervous in like a good way when he got there. And then somehow I just felt so comfortable. This is kind of the way like, obviously, you know, I've been chatting with my girlfriends and like, how was the date? And I was like, I just felt so comfortable. Like it was just such like natural conversation. And I felt like he cared about what I was saying. And, you know, we were laughing a lot. And I don't know, it was just like a really good date. And um, one of those ones where all of a sudden time had passed. The important thing to note here is that obviously I had a crew on my phone of like protectors just in case either like, you know, I got kidnapped or, you know, or the date sucked because, you know, both those things are very uh easy options. So I had Kim and Alex, Ryan and Julie all in a group chat with my location ready to come and save me at any point. Um, So, you know, then we went to a different bar and after the first bar, he kissed me and it was very cute and um, held my hand. You guys know I'm a sucker for having my hand held. And it was just so cute when you like walked down the streets. I don't know. I just I genuinely felt like I knew him for like a long time, which was really like such a fun. And I I feel like I just got really lucky as far as, you know, like a first Bumble date goes because it just felt so natural and fun and exciting. And yeah, overall, it was a 10 out of 10 for me. So uh, then I, you know, went back to Julie's at some point then the day, maybe the next day. And um, I just had a uh, I got to see her and have a lot of fun. And we took pictures for her. You know, she's having a baby. So did some maternity shots for them. And no, I'm not available to do other people's maternity shoots. That was a Julie request only. Anyway, so obviously, since I was in Petaluma, you know, and I was going to be like, driving back through San Rafael. I saw him again on Sunday and we went for a walk and um, which was great, except, you know, I was like, fuck, I can't wear like a cute outfit again. So I'm just going to have to go. And I was going to wear my pumpkin spice and reproductive rights sweatshirt. That was my plan because I thought it'd be funny and be like, hmm, what's this guy like? Like when I wear my feminism sweatshirt, he's going to be into it. And I spilled something on it and it was white and I just like, couldn't do that. I was like, OK, first of all, I'm already seeing him like again in my workout clothes and you know I like I had a little makeup on but obviously it wasn't full done because you know I'm a sweater so I wasn't about to like go on a walk with a full face and like sweat it all off so um I didn't really get to do that but I don't know if I fucked it up on the second date I think the more I overthink this day, which happens literally every five seconds, like it's Monday. And I can tell you that I've replayed the scenario of this second date in my head over and over and over again. And it kills me because at some point, you know, I think I probably asked and this is how it came up of like, you know, what he was looking for because he doesn't have it on his profile. And, you know, that turned into him like, you know, not really knowing and not being sure what he wanted. And, you know, me 
um, blacking out and not remembering if I said this out loud. But in my mind, I was like, I'm on a husband hunt. So I I don't think I said that out loud. But um, I, I it's not not true. Like, I obviously I'm on a husband hunt. Like the goal is to find someone to be in love with. Right. And I explained this to him as well, because I was like, I don't see the point. And I stand by it. Like, I don't see the point in dating to not like, obviously, I'm not trying to get married after the second fucking date. Like, you know, obviously, like, especially if you meet online, it's kind of like, well, you're literally swiping on people all the time. Like, that's like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's the fun of dating. It's like you can date a bunch of people. But like, the fun of it is you date a bunch of people to find the person that makes you not want to like swipe on anybody else and do that shit. Right. So, you know, I think I accidentally spiraled that into like a full blown therapy session. And yes. So I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I left the ball in his court as far as like, if you want to take me on a third date. And he did just text me while I'm recording this podcast. I don't think I like lost him per se, but I think the problem with me is so many things. And I know I talked about my anxiety earlier, but since I've just been overanalyzing this a hundred times, by the way, in the beginning, I, when I like got to call Kim and tell her about this, I was like, I think I made the right decision. Like I just asked, I don't want to waste my time. Like I was feeling very bad bitch about it. I did also say out loud that I thought that if he stopped talking to me, it would be like the worst decision that he ever made. I don't know what came over me in the last few days of confidence because like I don't have that confidence normally. But I was like talking to Erin also and I was like, I don't know, this weird confidence has come over me and I'm afraid of her. Like she needs to be locked away. But I was just like, no, dude. I was like, I'm the whole fucking package, which who? Who says that? I don't know. Me, apparently. I just like could not shut the fuck up. I was like, listen, I'm I think I'm funny and I'm smart and I care and I'll listen. And like, I just why was I sale pitching myself? I have said and I, listen, I also said I was like, I'm not here to convince anybody to be in love with me. That's not why I'm saying this. Are, been there, done that. I'm not trying to convince someone to be my boyfriend. I'm just I'm just letting you know that I know that a mistake would be made if you stopped talking to me. I want to vomit all over myself. Why do I keep talking? Anywho, um, I don't even remember what I was going to say before this, but oh, me. Okay, so I realized that I think I can't chill. Uh, I'm sure you all know this already, but I think that with my anxiety, I just get so nervous about like what's going to happen next and like what the next, like the fact that like, I was just saying, okay, you, you balls in your court, you plan a third date, you let me know. The fact that I don't know if a third date's going to happen is driving me absolutely insane. I have no idea. I I really don't. I think so, but like, I don't know. And I can't, and I've already been crazy enough. I've already been crazy enough. That being said, by the way, he has listened to five episodes of this podcast because I let him listen to it after, after our date. And I don't know if he'll listen to this one. So like, but I can't just like not share the feelings I'm feelings. We don't, we don't, um, harbor ourselves or whatever, mute ourselves for the podcast. We like let it all out here. So whatever. Anyways, um, I think I have this problem where I just like really overthink what's happening and I need to know what's next. And I didn't mean that as far as like I needed to know if he was going to be like the man I was going to marry. Like that's even I am not that crazy. I just the idea of not knowing if 
like that was ever a possibility or maybe I just really wanted to fucking self-sabotage this. I was like, this guy's cute. He seems to make me happy. I feel comfortable. So obviously I have to fuck it up. Like, obviously that's the only solution here. Or I was just like, I don't know, maybe I just call call this guy an idiot and 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 see what happens. I don't know, you guys. I just a part of me is like, good job. It's better to know early on. You know, it's better to lay out what you're interested in, you know, and then another part of me is like, shut up, like shut up and just enjoy it. But I can't. I There's no the chill has left my life. I don't even think I was born with chill. Like, I think that when they were making me, they're like, let's give this girl, you know, um, the ability to talk like a hundred words a minute and then let's release all the chill from her body and see what happens. I hope you're having fun, Oprah Winfrey, Ariana Grande, God is a woman. Like, whoever made me, I hope you are having a good time watching me spiral because it's a lot. Um, But it, I mean, overall, I think the date went really well and I'm really happy about it. And I'm just I'm glad I did it. And, you know, here's the thing. Like, I I know that one of the things too that I always say is like, I don't want to get too excited and I don't want to like, like, obviously I'm not going to stop dating. Like I'm not like, like I said, I've said it a hundred times. I'm not trying to like, you know, be crazy and be like, ah, I went on one date. We're committed to each other. Like, obviously I'm not fucking crazy like that. Okay. But I know that I say it a lot of like not wanting to get excited about people because I don't want to get like let down and hurt. But I really am changing my tone on this a little bit because for me, it's like, I can't wait to find like my person. And I'm so excited about this journey that I'm on. And if I closed my heart off and I wasn't myself and I wasn't a little bit, I'm going to call it quirky um, to make myself feel better. Like if I didn't feel the things I feel or like, you know, be honest the way I'm honest, I feel like I'm not being myself and I'm not like, you know, I'm I'm doing a disservice. Like, am I going to get hurt? Sure. Of course. Of course. I've already been hurt. And I and I know that's like the next step. But like the alternate being that I don't find the person that I'm supposed to like spend my life with or the person that like enjoys, you know, all these very random quirks and and hot messes about myself. Like, I don't know. That just sounds worse. Like that just sounds so much worse than, you know, me being embarrassed because I said the wrong thing or never putting myself out there or closing myself off to like love, you know, and I know that's not an easy thing. And obviously, like, I don't know if you would have talked to me in March, like I probably would have said something completely different. But it's October now. And, you know, I really tried hard to like do the work on myself and I'm still a fucking work in progress. Obviously, we all are. But I just I don't know. It was nice to feel as much as I feel so anxious afterwards. It was so nice to feel excited about something. And it was so nice to like let somebody new in. And, you know, even if it doesn't work, like I'm just glad I was myself and I'm glad it was fun. And um, I will let you all know. I'll keep you all posted. I did say 
I was like, are you sure you don't want to come on the podcast and tell everyone about how our second date turned into a therapy session? And he said that if I if I wanted it, he was down. So I'm not saying that all these amazing people are not going to end up on the podcast. By the way, just have to give it, though, to um, to my bo- my best friend, Motel 6, Australia. Um, love him so much. He called me twice to make sure that I wasn't having like a bad time. And I appreciated that. And then when I texted him that I was still um, at the date, he was like, wow, don't forget to invite me to the wedding. So in case you needed any more reason to know that, like, I went out to a Motel 6 and found my best friend. Uh, yes, I did. And, um, you know, all my friends were amazing. And I love how everyone was just so like excited with me and let me be me. And I just, I don't know, it was fun. I'm excited to, um, I would be thrilled to go on another date with him. I'm excited to see what else is out there and what's going to come from the next date. I think my outfit slayed, by the way. So I wore a my red dress with puffy sleeves with a denim jacket. I literally bought a denim jacket from Target Drive Up like two hours before the date. It was so panicked. I was like, fuck, I hope this fits. And um, I wore my white sneakers that I forgot to get washed before. So they weren't white. Luckily, he did not call me out on it, but I was very nervous. Um, I wore some like cute. I did. I layered my Shades by Shan. Um, Shades by Shan is my favorite makeup, by the way, if you don't know. Um, Shan was a radio DJ on 99.7. I'm obsessed with her. Obviously, um, she I mean, she's gorgeous. She's talented. And her uh, she's got like a Mama Berries Foundation, I believe what it's is what it's called. It helps like single mothers. So, um, you know, she's she's awesome. And I layered her Flamin' Rojo. Is that how you pronounce it? Um, Her red lipstick with her pumpkin spice. And it had this like really nice kind of burgundy outcome that was kind of the same color as my dress. So uh, I also joked that I thought I looked like the fucking 4th of July, maybe want a hot dog real bad uh, because I was literally wearing red, white and blue. But overall, you guys, I did it. I went on my fucking first date and this is your sign. I know how discouraging the dating world can be. And if you need a break for your mental health, take a break. But I'm just saying that it, even if it doesn't work and even if I end up like sobbing into my pillow listening to Taylor Swift, it is to me just like so much more exciting and better that, you know, I I got to like do that. And and I think that everybody should experience that. And, I, you know, these episodes are just getting longer and longer. I don't know if people are liking this. If you're like a loyalist to the 30 minutes and you're like, bitch, shut the fuck up at some point, just let me know and we can work on that. But I felt like I want to do this. I'm sorry. What? And I don't want anyone to like I'm not kissing and telling here. And even though you're like, I know everything that you do, Ashley, that's why we listen to this podcast. But in the process of talking about my first date, a lot of people talked about sex on the first date, right? And I feel like this topic comes up a lot. And I actually did an Ask Ashley about this back on my YouTube channel, like when I was in college. And I remember saying something that was said to me many times, which was like, are you if if you're prepared for him to not text you back, then, you know, like have sex. Like if you're not going to be like hurt by the fact that he's not texting you back, have sex, right? As I've gotten older, I feel like my mindset has changed on this a little bit and hear me out because like, I'm sorry, what if you want to get yours, get yours. If you're feeling the like the vibes or the sexual tension, as you say, and you guys want to do it, I think you should do it. And here's why. I think the idea of like leave him wanting more it seems a little sexist to me now and hear me out on this because you think the type of guy that wouldn't call you back 
because you guys had sex, is the kind of guy that's really going to want to marry you someday. That's the kind of guy that's like going to be the father of your children. I mean, not for me. Lord fucking help me. Absolutely not. But I just think that this idea that like, and I don't know, maybe it's me now. I feel like sometimes I just kind of don't associate the emotions with sex anymore. I don't know what happened to me, but I think I can like separate if I need to. But I'm just saying that I think I think this idea, I think you should just do it if you want to, because I'm sorry, what like what you you not having sex with him on the first date is suddenly going to make him like a better guy. Okay, like I think as long as you talk about it, if you're not if you're like, hey, we're going to have sex and like, but I don't want this to be a booty call. Okay, and if it if you have sex and you turn it in and it ends up being a booty call, it's not because you had sex with him. He was never going to be interested in the first place. I stand by this. And listen, if you're a man out there listening, feel free to tell me I'm wrong. But I am just convinced that this this whole thing is not the truth. If you if you don't want it, if you think you're going to get too emotionally attached or something or, you know, you're not ready, then don't do it. Nobody says you're doing it. And if he is trying to force you to do it and try to make you feel about it, you call me up right away. I will hand personally make sure that he never has sex with anybody ever again. Okay, you hear me? You hear me. But I just think that this idea is like a little bit archaic. And I think that if you want to do it, you should do it. So I'm sorry what this is Ashley telling you to get yours. If you want it, you want it. Okay, you guys, <laughs> I'm not telling you what I did. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that I think we should relax on the judgments here a little bit. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I love you all so much. Thank you for letting me do this. It is so wild that you invite me into your homes, into your car, and let me just talk to you about my life. And, you know, um, if, if you're Mr. Gorgeous, thank you for continually listening to the podcast. Um, and everyone wants to know what the next move is. The, peop- the people want to know. It's not just me and my anxiety. The fans are wondering. Uh, but thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to follow me this week, especially because I'll have so much fun LA content. I can't wait for my road trip. You can follow me on all social media platforms at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's. Please remember to like, comment, subscribe, and download. Let me know what you want to hear about. Let me know what questions question of the week is like burning in your mind. You can hit me up on Instagram or on my website at ashleysleek.com. Um, have I self-promoted enough? I'm not sure. Don't forget about Bread Club, bitches. The link is in my bio. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Okay, bye.